Welcome to the Church Media Podcast, brought to you by churchmediatraining.com. We realize that most churches have a difficult time implementing media into their ministries effectively, so at Church Media Training, we actually give church leaders the tools and resources they need to be effective with digital media. I'm Zach Brown, and enjoy the show. All right, so uh, what's up? Um, here we are. We're just hanging out a little bit. Uh, wanted to talk about um, the new announced uh, items that Black Magic uh, released uh, yesterday. Um, a couple things. Actually, we're probably looking at maybe picking up um, yeah. ourselves if yeah. the uh, if the budget allows. Yes. So I'm kind of excited to look into that specifically. The um, what is it? The Hyperdeck Mini, the the newest Hyperdeck. Uh, mini the, the smallest one that's probably the one that we would end up looking at but um which they um, just live streamed about yesterday yesterday yeah. so it's still on their channel so go check it out honestly anything black magic i get excited about anytime they do a live stream i get excited about it so because we've loved the web presenter which you talked about in a previous live stream right mm-hmm. the web presenter so yeah that's been great anything honestly to simplify which we'll also get this no- when we talk uh, about notion as well but honestly anything to simplify these live stream systems or anything church media wise uh is fantastic so we'll take simplicity anytime yep yep anyway um also actually I, I should probably introduce you for those of you who may not know. This is Chris. Uh, he's a friend of mine. He also works at the church here uh, that I do uh, a lot of work with yes. um, kind of part time. He has taught um, me everything he knows. So <laughs> <laughs> so we end up working a lot together and talking about a lot of stuff and uh, and um, working together on various projects and things like that. Um, but anyway, let's uh, let's go ahead and look here. Um, actually, a uh, little side note. But uh, we just—I just got this lens. I just picked this up myself. This is the uh, Sigma, uh, the Sigma twenty-four to seventy f two point eight lens. I picked it up uh, for my Sony cameras, um, and I wanted to use this on this live stream right here, um, but it wasn't wide enough to get both of us into yeah. this shot. So I had to take it off and put a wider lens on. Um, but what's funny is switching this off. Uh, and putting the like I think the, the kit lens is on now putting the kit lens on um, I can tell um, actually a huge difference in the quality of just this live stream here looking at the monitor um, the contrast is like a lot heavier like it's not as but like in a bad way like like there's more contrast like in a bad way there's like it's the the shadows are way darker um, and the image just overall does not look as great as this. So if you're interested in looking, uh, learning more about this lens or what I think of it, anything like that, let me know and maybe we can make a video or something like that off of this lens if there's if there's interest in something like that. Yeah. Um, that's something we can do. Um, anyway, here, let me share the screen here and we can and we can look at. And we've actually been using this on Sundays. Yeah, and so if you if if you go to Cornerstone Church, uh, uh, Cornerstone Church or Cornerstone Americas, if you search Cornerstone Americas on on uh, YouTube, you should be able to find us. And there are some parts of our live stream and during the message that actually actually use that. And I, I think the picture does look really good. So, yeah. Anyway. So right now, since we've gotten it, we're using it as our third uh, our third camera's kind of wide angle yeah. of uh, most of the room. But, uh, but yeah, so let's here. Let me share the screen, and then we can look at uh, some of this stuff here. Let me go to Blackmagic's website. 
Let me go back up to the top. Okay, so the cameras is something I want to take a look at. That's probably what I've actually looked at the least out of um, from this announcement. Um, but where are the... If I just go to products. Okay, yeah. Here we go. I want to go to the HyperDeck um, and look at that. Okay, so so here are the so here are the new HyperDecks that they announce, and there's the HyperDeck Studio Mini, the HyperDeck Studio HD Plus, HyperDeck Studio HD Pro, and HyperDeck Studio 4K Pro. Um, obviously, those obviously those last two are huge. It's yeah, like a full full rack. Yeah, not only um, price. Yeah, um, but the the Mini actually is something that I think we would we would uh, benefit from having, and I've talked to you about this a little bit before. Um, but okay, so the HyperDeck here. Let me pull this up. Um, yeah, so the Mini is the new one right there. That that would be probably great for us. Um, that one looks nice too. The next one, the next one up, whatever that's. Have they had that? No, these are all new. They're all so new. all four of these are new. Oh, they okay. just announced them yesterday. Not just the Mini. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so then this one, what's funny, this one right here, that's bigger and has more specs. Uh-huh. Um, it's the same price as the old HyperDeck Mini that is this size. Gotcha. So um, so this is the same price as the old HyperDeck Mini. Um, this one's actually cheaper. So it's like 500 bucks when the other one was like 700 Because okay. we just looked the other day. We almost... We almost bought the, uh, we really almost bought the old one. Yeah, and we didn't know, that. I didn't know that they were going to release a new one. Yeah. This, this soon. Um, where, is there, is there information just on the smallest one specifically? USB webcam output for video software. Yeah, I mean, it would have been, <laughs> we would have had, to, we would have seen if we probably could return it if we had just bought the, oh yeah, just bought the, the old one and then this oh, one yeah. comes out. Um, yeah, okay. Um, so that's an interesting thing there. That's kind of like, that's like, that's like a step above, like, that's like higher production, uh, stuff really, but it's really cool. The, um, reference out and time code out on, uh, and time code in and reference in on, on, these hyperdeck minis so basically um like if you had coming from your switcher if you had different outputs if you wanted to record every single output separately you could have a stack of these oh, and okay. then you could run the input um you could run like basically a, a soloed out channel into each of these hyperdecks so they each record a different camera angle and then you can run the time code in between each one of them uh so then so then they're all on the same time code so then when you put them in um like your editor like premiere or davinci or something mm-hmm. um the time codes all line up so you don't have to wow. like um you know basically go and try and match them up they're all they all have the same time codes right. so you can just match them up oh, easily that's nice. yeah um but that's obviously that's like a bigger production you know what i really want so so i think i've talked about this before probably to you but what i really want and this is this is basically a way to kind of get that but not not quite still still not as good as so you know in their ATEM mini line you have the ATEM extreme ISO one and I think I've told you about this where you can record every single input on the ATEM mini extreme ISO yeah. um, individually and then record that to just a just a 
SSD. You can record that to an SSD and then it'll take every single channel and create a DaVinci Resolve project file with all of those individual camera angles lined up together. Yeah. And then you can just, and then it'll also record the entire output of when you cut and when you switched in the live broadcast. And then you can go edit those cuts if you wanted to or change them completely right um and things like that it saves all of that information into a davinci resolve project file right that's what i want yeah for well, the atem <laughs> for the for the television studio hd switcher yeah when when you first told me about that it made me want to switch from premiere pro to davinci resolve <laughs> um uh quicker than i've probably given given time to uh yeah. since davinci resolve is definitely something i'm interested in but and then in that way, especially for those who go back and are editing the church production from Sunday morning, yeah. you're not having to rely on just the cuts that people out there are making, whether, you know, they're not paying attention or, you know, they don't don't make a cut as seamless or as quick as you may want to. You can go back and, and fix that and change yeah. that. That's the, you know, that's the benefit of having, um, you know, uh, something like that when you have, you know, a lot of 12 and 13 year yeah, we olds do. Uh, running the switcher because we, we end up having uh, a, Which good, we're a good bit for of them, but Yeah, we're thankful <laughs> for them, but they do. They uh, they're younger and they um, they, uh, you know, sometimes get distracted, look at their phone or whatever and, and, and miss a cut. You know, during a 30 minute sermon, it's hard to stay focused the entire time. Oh, I know. It is <laughs> when it you're is. when you're even, when, even when you're 13, you're, even when you're preaching it, it's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right, Garrett. Uh, actually, a friend of mine. He said DaVinci Resolve is fire and yeah. free. And, yeah. Um, which is true. It That's is a big draw. It is, it is free. I still haven't gotten into it. I told him I recommended it to him. So he asked oh. me. He was like, "What do you know? Oh. What do you suggest or whatever?" And I was like, "Dude, I was dude, start using DaVinci Resolve because yeah. it's free. And then I, if you want to do something else, you can." But I started thinking about it after watching that video with Brady Shear mm -hmm. since, and he switched his entire Pro Church Tools team over to DaVinci Resolve and uh, the things that they do. Um, and, and they have just as good packets when it comes to motion or trans, transition graphics and stuff like that. Right. You can buy or create just as good stuff as you can on, on Premiere Pro. So, uh, Garrett, I get you, man. I'm wanting to switch over myself, but I just got to take the time to learn it. <laughs> yeah. Now, that's a, see, that's the thing, though. Okay, so if there was one thing that that I would I would have loved to see on this, on this HyperDeck, is the same functionality that is already in the uh, ATEM Extreme ISO, yeah. where it would record every single, now the thing is you'd have to figure out a way to get that from the switcher into the, into the, um, into the hyperdeck yeah are you following me like because yeah. because the atem extreme iso it records every input separately plus the overall feed that were with all the cuts and stuff embedded and so there'd be there you'd have to figure out some way to get that from like the television studio hd into the hyperdeck maybe they can't do that maybe there's no way to do that because you can't do it with just one sdi cable because it just holds whatever video um, it want whatever video output input that is, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you can't, I don't think there's any way for that cable to hold multiple different, multiple different inputs basically. Right. And, uh, so I don't know, maybe it's something where they update the, the television studio HD switcher. They update that to where they can actually have, uh, you can actually record, um, you know, every single output 
individually all to one hard drive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, cause that's the one thing like they can do it with the A10 mini extreme ISO and then put it all together already. Syn- See, this is the thing, like the time code thing. Sure. That's nice. But the A10 mini extreme ISO already, again, it does that automatically and then goes ahead and does the added step of putting it into a project file for you. Right. And laying all that stuff out. Right. Like, so this, I'm just this like, you have to put in a project file. It's the same time code. Yes. So that's nice that you don't have to sync it up. Yeah. But- for for this one, it doesn't put it in a in any kind of project. It doesn't work with DaVinci Resolve in that way, right? No. Yeah. No. I mean, you, yeah, you'd you'd have to you'd have to put it in there just the same. You would just the same process you would do to put it in Premiere or anything right. like that. Yeah. yeah. So I, I you know I don't know how. And we don't know if that's uh, physically possible or not to do that anyway, but. That would be nice. But that's what I would want. This device. That's what I would want. And put it all in a, put, go ahead and put it all in a DaVinci Resolve project file. Cause you, cause basically how this works is you can, for the Hyperdex, you can use the SD, uh, the SD cards and record it to the SD card, but you can also plug up an SSD and you can record it straight. You can record it straight to the SSD as well. So, you know, again, if they could just, if it could create a, a DaVinci Resolve project file with every single individual channel and things like that, you know. That's asking a lot, but I mean, you know, they've uh, they've really surprised us in the past with what they've come up with, so, you know, maybe maybe they will. Yeah, I think, like, it, it's a lot for this, I think, but... Uh, but can you go back up for a second? Yeah. They, I saw, uh, what is that saying about a, a Adobe and those HyperDeck files are compatible with virtual... Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Without just basically or convert the files. Yeah. Okay. Basically, yeah, you record it and you can put it any in okay. any editor and edit it. So okay. Um. Yeah. I just like what's what's funny to me is that they can. This is something that is in their lower, you know, their their less pro level switchers. Yeah. You know, and then but it's not it's not possible even at all like on their on their upper level on their upper level switchers like um you know, at least in the same way. Yeah. The, the the same simplicity. Right. Okay, so here it is. So here's the the Hyperdeck Studio Mini is there any No, okay. It just take oh, just takes us straight to sellers. Okay. No yeah, so the Hyper, or anything. So Hyperdeck Studio Mini is that's what I that's what I want to to get and the nice thing about what uh, since you've watched the live stream uh, did they talk about what the biggest difference is between the mini and the plus yeah so the biggest thing from what i from what i remember honestly is the functionality okay of it because as you can see it's just bigger um the 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 here let me zoom in on this a little bit can we do that yeah um, the Studio Plus is bigger in size, so it has more front buttons. So he said it's easier to navigate from just pressing the buttons and stuff. This one, it's kind of difficult for playback and things like that, and scrubbing through. And, you know, if you needed to do that, I guess it depends on if you needed to do that or not. Like, you know, I know that we wouldn't need to, like, go through and playback and, like, skip ahead and skip around and things like that. But the extra buttons here help uh for that and there's there's a couple other things you could you could um you could monitor audio from here so that's kind of nice you can plug in headphones you could also it has little speakers so he could you could hit that button Mm -hmm. and it would just play it just to see if you have the right audio and stuff so so he said that's helpful if you're like again if you're recording multiple different individual inputs and you had say a bunch of those stacked on top of each other and you're running each individually uh each separate 
video inputs, you could just hit that button and check the audio levels without having to grab a headphone, like a set of headphones, and uh, be able to check those audio levels like that. Um, make sure that you're getting the right audio signal from each of those two. Right. So that's kind of helpful. Right. Um, yeah, that's helpful. You know, uh, and then of course, you know, you got the the pro one, and then this 4K one. So if you wanted to, mm-hmm. if you wanted to um, record in 4K, I think so. So here's what I, I'd have to go back and I'd have to go back and look, but I thought maybe the old one of these would be able to re- it could record in 4K. Um, okay. I think the old one of these it's- could record in 4K, and that was part of the reason why it was. It was seven hundred dollars, and now this one's five hundred dollars. That's part of the reason, is that it does not record. Uh, this one does. This one records in twenty one sixty. Right. I so see that one p on the mini, but I don't. I don't. Yeah. So this one gets up to four K. So if yeah. you wanted to, if you if you needed to record in four K, then that would be the way to go. Uh, we don't. We don't need to record in four K. Yeah. I mean, again, the output that we're getting from the Television Studio HD is only. 1080 so it's not even a 4k output so you'd have to get one of their 4k switchers to to be able to do that even to so um so the mini is really the best one for best one for us yeah those are good things to walk through and ask yourself uh churches and other people to uh ask yourself okay this is yes yes it would be really nice to have these more expensive ones but i i think the two most important questions are can you actually use it and and do we really need it you know right um because those are questions we ask ourselves uh if you're concerned about budget but right yeah Yeah, definitely yeah spend you know spend where you need to and don't overspend where you don't (laughs) you know that's the best advice we're going to give on this live stream yeah so yeah but you know what's funny about this is that we really do we really do need a hyperdeck um because and again i've talked to you about this before but we really do need a hyperdeck because we just got the new web presenter hd of course also another thing they just announced yesterday web presenter 4k so if you wanted to stream in 4K, yeah. you can now stream in 4K with the web presenter 4K. Again, not something that we really need, but you can stream in 4K if you if you need to. Wow. Uh, can you imagine? Like, of course, now no one really streams in 4K. Not many. There's no. probably very, very, very few people who actually stream right. in 4K. But um, but at some point, it's going to be commonplace to stream yeah. in 4K. And then I don't think I don't know if it'll take as long as as 4K has taken on. But then. You know them eventually 6k let's just keep going yeah you know, i'm going. sure i'm sure eventually going, it's going man. to get there it's going to keep pushing oh yeah that boundary but just like with the you know just like with what the cameras record they just record higher and higher resolution yeah. and higher and higher um you know specs and stuff the same thing with streaming the streaming though is just going to be a little bit farther behind because of right. the capability basically you know part partly internet capacity as well but, yeah um but yeah, so so we really need we really we've I've been looking at the Hyperdex actually a lot recently. So it's kind of funny that they announced this. Like I said, we almost bought uh, the old Hyperdex um, because we just picked up the new Web Presenter HD. And then, bought it a while ago. Took a while to come in. Yeah, bought it like two days. Okay. And this is is this you can buy this now. This isn't pre ordered. Yeah, so you can buy it now. You can buy it now. But here's what I would here's what I would suggest is if we bought it not buy it through B&H. Yes. Unfortunately, I like B&H. Right. But I and think, we buy things from B&H oh, and yeah. have wonderful experiences with them. So it's it's not it's not every product it just seems to be newer black magic. Yeah, products. I I think the reason really the reason that we um the reason that we did not 
get the web presenter so, so it took so long for for um for uh bnh was just because so many people ordered the web presenter through bnh and that the other websites literally just did not have as many orders come in yeah and that's why we we're able to get it so fast through that other that other web i don't even know what other website we use but we were able to get it really fast <sighs> through that other website man i i wish i could remember i wish i could remember now because uh, they did they did save the day on that one but it's like they got a shipment of like nine yeah and we got like the fourth one or something like yeah. that so and it really just came down to customer size i yeah. mean bnh of course was getting more but they have so many customers who were ordering it they just couldn't they were months behind yeah so the funny thing about our our workflow now uh for our live stream workflow and this is why we need uh, a hyperdeck is <laughs> yeah. is that you know before this we were streaming through our computer so we would either use ecamm or OBS or something like that. Um, and so we wanted to move to a physical encoder. So we, that's why we got the web presenter HD when that came out. The funny thing is though, now we'd still want to record our live stream and Ecamm would do that. It would, it would give us a physical recording. It would give us a recorded file um, at the end of the live stream. And then we would have that as well. Well, now if we want that recorded, uh, you know, the a recorded version of the live stream, we still have to run it through Ecamm and just record it straight to the straight to the computer. And right. so we're still opening Ecamm just to record, even though we're not live streaming from there. So it it actually hasn't saved us a process in the work. It hasn't saved us anything in our workflow. So uh, adding a HyperDeck uh, studio to that would be nice and yeah. uh, and beneficial to do so yeah one less program to open up on yeah. the computer so that's a cool uh that's a cool product that they that they announced um yesterday and of course like i said they have the black magic uh web presenter 4k so yeah. if you want you know if you're one of the rare if you want the 4k uh, doing 4k we're what? also going to look at a oh yeah there yeah there's go. a 4k yep. for 700 yep so i mean pretty much as far as i know i think it's pretty much the same thing it's just 4k yeah. This model includes all features of the Blackmagic Web Presenter HD model. However, it includes a more powerful codec so you can stream in 720p, 1080, or full resolution 2160. Yeah. And more, and more power to those uh, of you who are choosing this model, yet st streaming in 7, 720. Yeah. <laughs> you still buy it and <laughs> you're still streaming in 720. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, buy a 4K and stream in 720. You know, you could do it, yeah. but, you know. Um, <laughs> Garrett also said my hair looks great. I'm assuming he's talking about my hair, uh, not your hair, but um uh well, okay, we'll assume he's talking about you. Yeah. Um he also said is paying the extra for 4K really worth it? It's not industry standard yet and 6K and 8K are already coming on the scene. Um I don't know. It, well, that's what I was kind of hinting at earlier when I mentioned 6K. Yeah. It's it seems like, you know, 4K has taken a long time for people to kind of catch on or to even or to even use. And and is there even a, sometimes I ask myself when I'm shooting 1080p versus 4k, sometimes just looking at it, depending on what camera you're using, I'm like, is there really a, that big of a difference mm -hmm. here? And I think that's one reason why it hasn't caught on as fast, but I definitely see a difference in like 1080p and like 6k. Right. So not that I've looked down the lens of too many cameras that have 6k actually right. just one. So, um, but I see, I see a pretty big difference. And right. so I don't know, 6k may catch up. A little bit quicker than 4k right yeah 4k i mean definitely right now it's obviously it's definitely not necessary because like i said you have so many variables that you have to consider with 4k is one can your infrastructure your live streaming infrastructure handle it ours right now 
just can't because yeah. we're using the television studio HD. Uh, so that's the first first no for us. Second, can your internet handle encoding it? Yeah, uh, and and streaming it. That's another question you have to ask. Um, and I, I think I think maybe maybe ours could, but I know there are. Yeah, it it, it, it just probably depends could. on it just depends on where where you live too because like our our other campuses that are more in rural areas just could there's no way yeah 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 and then the other and then all, then the other question on the other side of that is that um, are people watching them in the people who are watching it are they going to be watching it on 4K screens and things like that where they would actually get the benefit of 4K um, and then the other thing can their internet handle downloading 4K live yeah so you know right. what I mean it's all those things so you have to you have to you can be you can be streaming it in 4K. That's right, but doesn't necessarily mean right. that they're receiving it or watching it in 4K. Right. So may not make that big right. of a difference. So for literally for most people, the answer to all four of those questions is no. Right. Right. <laughs> so if it was all if all of them were yes, then then uh, yeah, 4K streaming in 4K would be yeah. would be uh, beneficial. But as of right now, it's definitely not necessary. I would I would be interested in some of the churches that I watch on a on a regular basis that are bigger. I'm sure are shooting in 4K. I, I I would I would be curious to see how fast they switch to 6K, but I I'm pretty sure even when I'm here connected uh, to our office internet, uh, most uh, I I'm probably most of the time watching it in 1080p anyway, and not necessarily in 4K. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so yeah. this is the live stream. Yeah. From so yesterday. so I'm kind of interested in him like keying up. So he's about to talk about the. He's about to talk about the new cameras. So that's another thing I wanted to look at is those cameras. Yeah. So I want to kind of see him tee up the um, the camera and see how he kind of open intros this. I think I can get the audio coming through here. The XLR in is nice because I would uh, I would there's been times we're using the the pocket the Blackmagic Pocket 4K and stuff that I that I did kind of want a an XLR input because sometimes if you just want to run audio in straight into the camera there it's it's nice to be able to do that right. um yeah but uh but yeah that's interesting I'm not gonna watch the whole thing because I don't know how I long like he USB-C options I don't know, I'm not sure how long he goes on with right. that but maybe we can pull it up here what's the professional cameras it was like studio 4k pro yeah do you see it down. oh there it is Okay, yeah. okay. So, yeah, Blackmagic Studio 4K camera. Yeah, plus camera and 4K Pro. Plus and 4K Pro. Okay, so 12, 1295, not not bad. All right, let's see. Cuz I was one that was another thing. I was wondering how much how much it was going to be. All right, so 4K Plus designed as perfect studio camera for A10 mini. Uh this model has a 4K sensor up to 25,600 ISO. Uh, MFT lens mount, HDMI out, uh, 7-inch LCD, color correction, USB. Um, And then, okay, so the the 4K Pro uh, SDI or HDMI. So if you need SDI on your your camera um, or if you want SDI uh, out, then you're going to need the 4K Pro. Yeah. Um, So if we, uh, you know, like, like... yeah, we were looking at, um, you know, a couple SDI cameras, even for just stuff that's not going to be like real close to the switcher. That's going to be like either maybe on the stage or, um, you know, off to the side uh, in the sanctuary. We were looking at some different um, some different SDI uh, cameras that weren't like super, you know, crazy expensive or, or, or some big cinema camera. Um, so, 
you know, this is an option. I don't know if this would be a great camera just looking at it for like if we wanted a stage cam, you know, like a drum cam or something like that. Right. Um, there are probably other SDI cameras that would would better fit that. But yeah. Um, so if you need the SDI in or out, uh, then you'll have to get the 4K Pro, it looks like. Does the Plus have the XLR plug yeah. as well? Uh, or is uh, that that's a good question because I don't see him there. I would imagine, based on the way he was talking, that it would be on the other side either. But I was just curious. Yeah, because that's another option too. Like, right? If if there was a church that if there was a church that wanted a simple one camera setup, but they wanted that camera to look really good. Yeah. And they didn't want to worry about audio. Like, maybe you maybe you create a. A, uh, a mix bus from your soundboard and you send that out you could run xlr left and right in straight into that camera right. and then you could run that out and stream stream from from there or run the audio through there if you just wanted if that was an easy way for you to run audio through there yeah it looks like though you would need the pro model because see the s the you usb-c might. is on this side yeah and, but there's no xlr so yeah you might need the pro model for that for that anyway too it was interesting so. that he said you know they added the mic and there was even more noise too which was quite quite interesting so Uh uh-huh so here's the biggest from what i've seen so i'm Mm -hmm. in a bunch of different facebook groups church facebook groups and they've been talking about these these um you know these black this black magic uh stuff and they said the weakest point of this camera was probably the lens options and someone said you know i'm honestly not familiar with popular mft lens mount i don't it's so popular i haven't heard of it (laughs) (laughs) like mft lens mount like there's not many cameras or there's not many lenses that oh oh mft micro four thirds all right that was a um yeah i totally know what that is no you know what that is it's the same it's it's actually the same lens mount that uh that we use for the panasonic cameras okay and for the original um black magic pocket uh 4k uh, is is micro four thirds? I did the MFT. I never I never see it uh, abbreviated. Yes, I never see it abbreviated. So I was like MFT. Okay, had well, a I do know had a uh, you know a blank. Uh, yeah. So okay. So the lenses that we would that we would use for those Panasonic cameras, the G7s, the GH5s, GH4, all of those cameras, and then the Pocket 4K, the old Pocket 4K. All of those are uh, micro four thirds, which. I would have preferred uh, Canon, probably a Canon lens mount or something like that yeah. as well. But um, but Micro Four Thirds is is usable. Again, not the best. I wonder what the sensor is like. Is there where's information on the sensor? Because um, I want yeah. Let's go to hold on. Let's go to tech specs. Camera features. Okay, yeah. So it's it's a Micro Four Thirds. Uh, you know, micro four thirds sensor as well. So, so the what that's going to do is that's going to crop in. So you're looking at a two times crop on anything, mm-hmm. two times crop on uh, any focal length that you have. So, like we have a micro four thirds lens out there, and it's a uh, what is it? It's like a thirty to seventy or something. Yeah. Um. Uh. But because it's on a micro four thirds sensor, it's the equivalent of 60. Like the 30 millimeters is equivalent to 60. It's two times that 
uh, crop. So it's not true. It's it's not true. Um, you know, 30 millimeters. It's not true. 70 millimeters. Um, the Micro Four Thirds has a two times crop factor. So any lens that you put on this, it's basically going to be the equivalent of two times that amount. So you know, if you're looking, if you have a if you have a uh, 16 to 35 millimeter, it's going to be um, you know, it's going to be uh, 32 by uh, 70. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I wonder why they would choose that MFT lens option. Um, I mean, that's what they use for the Blackmagic 4K. So the yeah. the Pocket 4K, the the Pocket Cinema 4K. Um, so, I mean, it's a familiar one that they've used before. Um, yeah. It would have been nice, again, to have maybe a Canon lens mount or something and a bigger sensor on it. Maybe if they figure you have the 4K, then you're already set up with the lenses, so you can just put them on this new one. Yeah. I don't know. But at that point, like, I'm... I'm not sure as much as this is this is nice like the like I think there are some uses for this this is obviously this is more of a broadcast camera like yeah. the tally light and everything this is more of a broadcast camera than the pocket the the pocket cinema uh pocket cinema 4K the, all these names are so long they have the longest names <laughs> they do out of anyone like creating products um but you know we've also talked about just getting some pocket 4Ks and using those as live stream cameras Right. which they do they do pretty good good at yeah um so you know like if you wanted those extra broadcast features like the tally light and like um be a better talkback system and having the sdi in and out mm -hmm. um oh, that's for the talkback um you know like it yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. It, it would depend on what you really want it for, but like, like, cause okay, so the so the cheaper one of of this camera is twelve ninety five. Mm -hmm. I think that's basically what you can get the Pocket four K for for new. Um, but if you bought it used, if you went to the used market, which there's plenty of them out there probably used, you could get the Pocket for like around a thousand dollars, maybe like eight hundred even. Um, and then you're looking at the same, you know, basically the same, almost the same deal, right? I don't know, you know. It just depends on on what you're on what you're looking to get. But yeah, I was, I was, uh, I was kind of hoping that it would be something. I don't know what I was hoping for, but I heard, I heard that it was a broadcast camera, and I was like, ooh, that could be interesting. But as far as as far as something that we would probably need, this is probably not something that I think we would we would. Yeah, need. if it was a little less broadcast focused, maybe it'd be nice to have in a media room. Um, or a room where you're typically going to be filming. I like, I like, I like the idea of it being, you know, it being in low light is is nice. Depending on, you know, your light setup at your church for a live stream. Probably this would have been useful before we got our new lighting in our in our sanctuary in order to, to yeah. shine to shine on the stage. Um, but again, you you don't want that too high either with all that noise. So, um, yeah, this is my first time looking at it as well, and. Um, He's like using it and setting it up a yeah. lot, and uh, that was pretty much it, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So, so those those were the couple big things that they announced there yesterday. Interesting stuff for sure. Yeah, definitely um, interesting. Do stuff. you have to? Do you have to head out or? Uh, no, not yet. She hadn't texted right. me yet, so let's keep going. All right. Well, then uh, let's we've go into my favorite part. Yeah, notion, notion. notion. So, um, I don't know. You know, for those of you uh, watching or listening. Um, we have um 
and you know, I put out a video about Notion and how we made it to create a, uh, a checklist and resources page for uh, our media teams. And uh, I put that out there as a template for you to download. So if you want to download that, um, I could put the link in the description or wherever. Yeah. Um, if you actually do want to download that template, um, because that's been a helpful template. There's actually been a lot of people who have downloaded the template and I've actually been, you know, very happy to see that people have, have downloaded it and uh, hopefully they're putting it to good use because we, I mean, we came up with this uh, because we needed it. Right. And then we're like, if we need it, there's probably other churches who need something like this as well. And so we literally use it every single week. Yeah. Our worship yeah, we use it every single does. week. Yep. We even added, we haven't added a new thing. So this is, again, this is another little tip here. So maybe... Maybe I need to do a full video on this, like maybe a full uh, a, a kind of like additional video to then uh, re- continue like this this topic um, because we just added something. You can't see it here, but down here on the table now we have QR codes because we found yeah. out we found out that you know people uh, they misplaced the link or they're like, hey, can uh, where's the link to the checklist? Uh, and we have to text it to them again or something like that. So. Um, we have now placed QR codes <laughs> around um, in the in the in the building, either at the desks or at the soundboard, things like that. Um, so if someone needs the checklist and they they don't have to ask for the link again or get someone to send it to them or go search for it, um, they can just pull out their phone, pull out their camera, and get the QR code, and it takes them straight to the checklist. So uh, that's one thing we actually just put in this week. So I'm um, hopefully hopefully uh, that'll end up turning out really helpful. I think it will though. Yeah. Which, which is one of the reasons why we chose Notion in the first place is that you can create these pages and then change all your settings to where other people cannot change anything. Yeah. You know, you, you don't uh, want people to, to go into change and to mess up some of these. Or it's it's easy to click on things sometimes in Notion and change or delete without without meaning to. Um, so uh, that's that's fantastic. But um, when it comes to Easeability. I think Notion. Uh, these updates that they keep adding, as we're going to talk about one here in a second. These these updates that they keep adding, I think, are are fantastic. So, do you want to talk about the latest yeah. update that they just that they just added? Pretty much, we went back and uh, updated our checklist and and added this uh, since they just recently. yeah. So this is another reason why I think I might need to do a follow up video to my original Notion uh, checklist which, video. Which you have to be careful because then you're just your uh, your entire YouTube page is just going to turn into Notion update update update. update. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I got to have enough variety keep coming. That's right. Uh, so that it's not just Notion stuff. Yeah. But um, but yeah. So this is another reason why I might need to do another Notion video um, specifically about this because they recently came out with this update. Um, which gives you the added feature of synced blocks. And basically, uh, synced blocks are just uh, blocks of text or whatever that is synced across multiple different pages. And so, um, whatever you type in one block, if it's synced to another one, it's going to change automatically in any other page that that synced block is linked to. And uh, to give you an example of that, we actually have use for it in our checklist. And so, I have not updated the checklist yet. I have not update, updated the template that that we send out yeah. to that we send out to people who want the template. Um, but I need to. That's on my list of things to do here soon. And I'll send out then a video to everyone who's downloaded the template, um, giving them instructions on how then to implement synced blocks into their workflow as well. Basically, what I'm about to kind of break down right now. Yeah. But um, 
so we're actually but we did just this week implement this into our into our personal uh, uh, checklist that we use for our uh, volunteers and stuff like that so an example of of this so if you're familiar with the template that uh, that we put out if you've downloaded the template then this all looks familiar to you this screen here Um, but basically if you're not familiar with it we have Uh, right we have our different um, media positions and then we have our task list we have our task list and then we have more in-depth instruction and how to if they need it so if we go down to the task list here uh, we have basically our are basically our bullet points of what needs to be done on a Sunday morning and if you see this little uh, see this little red outline here around this text that means it's inside of a synced block and it says look editing in one other page and it can show me what other pages that synced block is linked to so let me back out of this so that's our that's our linked block here let me go back and we have of course if again if you've if you've watched my notion video then this all makes sense to you and i don't but for those of you who haven't i'm just going to go ahead and explain it again in uh you know shorter terms we have our media directors checklist which is one of our team members just making sure that everyone is uh on top of everything nothing's falling through the cracks on a sunday morning um we have all the checklists laid out under the media the media directors um page um so that he has quick access to it if he needs if he wants to reference anyone else's checklist and so what we were doing before this is that we had the whole list um on that team on that um, on that positions page, uh, and then we had to copy and just paste it um, underneath here in these little drop down menus here. But the problem was, if we made a change to the task list, if we made a change to the checklist, then we would go have to make the exact same change here. Yeah. So we were able then now with sync blocks to take that step away completely and so now you can see this is where the other synced block is actually located there's the you know the red outline here and so anything that's changed in the task list on the on the actual you know positions page um it will automatically change right here so we don't have to change both of those uh lists separately um change one and it will change the other automatically so any any change that I do here will show up. So if I, let's see if I add this here on this side and I'm like, this is a test for using the synced blocks. Right, I'm gonna leave that. And then I come back, I go back to my checklist. I come back into live streaming computer. I go back into task list and there it is synced up just like it was on the other page so that is synced blocks in a very very short little nutshell and then how we're actually using it in our templates now so it's a it's a nice feature obviously that is a very simplistic way to use synced blocks i've seen some other people talk about them and they're uh you can get way more detail and obviously those blocks can be synced across way more pages you know what i mean it tells me that it's being used in only one other page but you could have an endless amount of pages that that block is is synced to yeah which as you go deeper in notion especially if you're using notion when working with other people or working on a project and and multiple people 
have access to those pages. You you can make those you can make those changes and and then yeah. appear across all of those different pages. So it saves a lot of uh, of the um, it saves a lot of the uh, copy and paste that we don't oftentimes like to do. You know, just those um, uh, those simple things. Although they're easy, you know, they can they can take some time. So anyway, very very useful. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so I mean that's that's kind of the gist with the uh, with the synced blocks and kind of the notion uh, notion thing. Um, I'm I'm trying to think if there's anything else uh, we might want to talk about um, while we're here. But I mean that's kind of pretty much everything I kind of wanted to go over. I wanted yeah. to look at those look at those things, kind of talk about them, um, those products from Black Magic, and then go over the the changes we made in Notion. But if you're interested for more in depth stuff, maybe about um, about breaking down the new the new sync blocks in notion and then um you know the other changes that we've made to the template maybe adding the the qr code yeah like breaking breaking that whole thing down um you know then maybe i'll do a, another video kind of following up for that i'll definitely send something out to those of you who have already downloaded the template i will send another email out um to everyone just giving them updates on the synced blocks stuff and then how to implement that um for sure but i haven't decided yet whether i want to make it a completely new YouTube video yeah. or just something just for the people who have downloaded the template already. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll also say, I didn't know if you were going to say this or, or not. Um, but, uh, we just had, I just, I just watched the other day, your new VBS video that you made the behind the scenes, uh, -huh. uh which we had a fantastic v a VBS here. And when you have such a fantastic event, it, it does, it does it some, it does it some uh, real good to, have a really good video to go along with it. Mm -hmm. And so uh, you probably weren't going to say this, but check out that VBS, VBS, BTS um, uh, behind the scenes. Um, not, don't just look at the awesome thumbnail. Also click on that video and watch it. And um, it can apply to a lot of different events. Um, not, not just necessarily VBS, but I mean, use it for in multiple ways so mm -hmm. anyway really good job on yeah. the video man. well thank you yeah thank you yeah i you uh i watched I the entire thing you, you did you ask me what bts was yeah yeah i asked you yeah. what bts was so it's a real it's a real eye grabber you know <laughs> when you when you see that so yeah <laughs> yeah yes. good stuff yeah i think i i just knew you know i was like bts like i've heard that so many times because i've watched so many uh bts videos of people shooting wedding films and stuff. Oh, I've yeah. watched so many See, of those, those things that I've I watched, have not watched. Yeah, I've watched yeah. hours, hours of wedding film behind the scenes stuff. Like, <laughs> I mean, hours and hours. I mean, there's videos that I watched where just one of those behind the scenes <laughs> videos was like close to two hours long. Oh my gosh. Like, and they were so interesting. I watched the entire thing because it was so interesting. Like, right. I, I, I really yeah. enjoy watching that, that kind of stuff. So Yeah, because I, I mean, let's be honest. Anytime that we see something cool on uh youtube or somewhere else that we really really enjoy honestly we're all asking ourselves how how did, how did they get that made in the first place so um anyway yep. a really yep. really good video and, and the first one you've ever done like that too yeah so yeah, yeah. it was fun be more bts in the future yeah it was fun i enjoyed it and it's great to you know that's a great way to learn too like watching people work and right. that's a great way to be able to watch people work without having to be there you know what i mean like yeah uh, you know i've like with those wedding film behind the scenes, like I've learned so much from those guys doing that, even though I wasn't there, I was just watching them work and I you pick up on things. You're like, 
oh, I see how he does that. Like, yeah. I'll have to implement that myself, yes. you know? Yes. So things like that, like it's, it's, it's very beneficial. And it wasn't expensive. I mean, I won't, we won't play the whole video for you, but it wasn't expensive either. You also talk about the budget breakdown and the products oh, yeah, that you yeah. use, which was super, super mm-hmm. helpful. So anyway, yeah. great job. You got to go. I'm going to head out. All right. Well, I think that's a good place to end it then. So, uh, yeah, it's been fun. Um, You know, uh, leave a comment uh, on what you might want to see if you want a full uh, follow-up Notion video. Um, You know, when we get the, you know, maybe when we eventually pick up the HyperDeck, the new HyperDeck. Oh, yeah, we'll do a video uh, on that. We could make a video on that. Um, uh, The WebPresenter HD. I'll have a video coming out on the WebPresenter HD here soon. I got to finish you know we've had a few weeks to play around with it kind of get used to it uh get our feet wet and then i'm going to i'm going to put together you know a full breakdown of of you know what you can expect what i think about it and then also how to set it up get everything up and running as fast as possible so once i get that all together um then that video will be coming but uh that'll be soon so anyway all right sounds like a good place to end it right there so i will see all of you guys later in the next video